win. There it is. There's the win. So, no proper episode, really, this week, because... I am currently in South Korea. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? By the time you're listening to this, Ben will be halfway across the world. All the way across the world. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's It'd be on the way back. It's a circle, isn't it? So, what's halfway? No, it's flat. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to do a fun trivia quiz as we do when we don't know what else to do. <laughs> Go on, fun trivia, find something silly to do. So this is something really silly to do. It's Ooh. a quiz called When Vampires Come Out to Play. It's by Ozzy Drongo. <laughs> oh, great name. Great name. So you know it's going to be good. Stroth. Stroth, mate. Crikey, fuck. <laughs> so this is a quiz. So the blurb says Vampires are appearing everywhere lately. And it's possible they're even on the sporting field without you knowing. Ooh. Ooh. This quiz is in two parts. Plausible. Emery. What? Emery. Emery. He does look <laughs> like a vampire. And Santi Cazorla. Yeah. They're basically the same person. <laughs> <laughs> so this quiz is in two parts. Plausible and possible instances of vampires in sport. And tips on protecting yourself from the vampire opponents. Luis Suarez, I'm assuming, at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure how this quiz is going to go, but let's go for it. Question one. Perhaps the most famous vampire in history, Vlad III, also known as Dracula, was a 15th century prince of Wallachia, Wallachia, a region in modern-day Romania. Which of the following former gymnasts is is most likely to also be a vampire, given that she is Romanian by birth? And therefore, might be a, might be a direct descendant of Prince, Prince Vlad, or might not be, or probably isn't. <laughs> it's a bit of a, a bit of That's a leap. A big old lead in. She like she's Romanian. Is the question? <laughs> which of these Romanians could be? Wait, no. Which of these is Romanian? Is the question. <laughs> so, is it Nadia Comaneci, Larissa Latinina, Mary Lou Retton, or Vera Kozlowska? I'm going to say Mary Lou Retton. That does not sound no. like a Romanian name. So we'll take or that out. Or vampire. Or vampire. No, she'd have bigger teeth. Than she. She'd have. Yeah. Uh, Larissa Latina, the Latinina. I don't think that sounds very Romanian no. either. Nadia Comaneci sounds kind of Romanian, and Vera Kozlowska, possibly. I would guess Comaneci. I think. Yeah. I think Kozlowska sounds more Russian. And they have a lot of, like, eschews and stuff, don't they? Yeah. And, and Comaneci sounds good. So we're going to go for that. Nadia Comaneci. She's Romanian by birth. I wonder where she... Uh, she must have competed for someone else, then, I guess. Romanian uh, by birth. Yeah. Okay. Question two. Prince Vlad III was also known by the name Vlad the Impaler, owing to his penchant for impaling his victims on spears and then sitting them, oh, sitting amongst them while taking his meals. Whoa. <laughs> Of- friends, failed <laughs> <laughs> friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of the following athletics field events, which one would Vlad have enjoyed the most simply because it would have supplied him with an implement suitable for impaling people on? Is it javelin, discus, hammer throw, shot putt? Not cycling. <laughs> Get on his bike. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> oh, he impaled himself. <laughs> Uh, is clearly javelin. Yeah. That is a rubbish question. Question three. Vampires have the ability to turn themselves into bats, so it's highly plausible that they could be lurking inside an athlete's sports bag in the guise of said bat. Oh, How is that at all plausible? Oh, I think that's good. Because, like, 
it, the law's obviously gotten mixed up. How? Rather, not like <laughs> flappy bats. Like oh. Cricket bats, you see? Clever. Do you see? A person competing in which of these sports is least likely to encounter a bat in their sports bag as one is not required in that particular sport? Is it cricket, croquet, baseball, or pesapayo, or pesapalo? Ooh, we spoke about that, didn't we? I think so. I have no idea what it is. Can't remember. Was that, oh, is that one of the Finnish ones? Is that wife carrying? No, no, that was the Finnish baseball, wasn't it? Was it? Could well, That would make sense. Yeah. Because obviously cricket and baseball, you need a bat. Croquet, you need a mallet. Mm. But I don't know if Americans maybe called it a bat. But if Pesapello is the uh, Finnish baseball one, yeah, then let's go croquet. Very Ooh, good. WWE. Coming to our rescue. I like it. Question four. For the most part, vampires don't like the sunlight as it can burn them to death in a matter of seconds. Having said that, a vampire would be able to compete in three of the following sporting events as a certain part of them would take place at night. But which one is contested in total daylight and therefore unsuitable for vampires? Is it the Open Championship of Golf, Sydney to Hobart Sailing, a day-nighter in cricket, or the 24-hour Le Mans race? <laughs> so they haven't put much effort into the answers, is what no. I'm getting from that. It's a great question. I'm a big fan of the question, but it's obvious the golf, surely. Yeah. Like the open, they don't play golf in the dark. The only one I didn't know for sure is Sydney to Hobart sailing. But I guess you sail overnight, right? Yeah, well, you can. Yeah, like you can be in a boat at night time. Yeah. So you can't play golf at night time because you wouldn't be able to see. Question five. We all know that vampires like to feast on the blood of their victims by biting into their necks. This reminds me of an incident in a blood sport where one of the competitors might have been a vampire with bad eyesight. Instead of biting into the neck of his opponent, which boxer decided to nibble off part of Evander Holyfield's ear? Sonny Liston, Mike Tyson, Joe Fraser, Muhammad Ali. It's obviously <coughs> Mike Tyson. Iron Mike. Nutter, doesn't he? Yeah. Possib- possibly vampire. Like if anyone was going to be a vampire, like yeah. he could be one because he's kind of nuts. I've never seen him in the day. Nor me. No. I've never seen him at night time either, but I've never seen him <laughs> in the day. <laughs> so by that logic... <laughs> Vampire. Vampire. Question six. Highly regarded as the best method for slaying those pesky bloodsuckers is driving a wooden stake through their heart. Herein lies the problem of finding such a weapon as they are not a very common sight in the sporting field. But there is an equestrian sport that has its competitors use a lance or spear to stab at and pick up targets, most commonly wooden stakes embedded in the turf while on horseback. Do you know what this sport is called? So the state the stakes are on horseback. Embedded in the ground. <laughs> embedded in on... the turf whilst on horseback. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, how else would you get them into the ground? <laughs> is it dressage, tent pegging, barrel racing, or polo? It's not dressage or polo. No. They're both horsey things, but they're not that. Barrel racing or tent pegging. Now, it would make sense for it to be tent pegging. Yeah. Because that's what a tent peg is, a stake in the ground, right? Yeah. But what is barrel racing? 
horse on a barrel. Put a horse in a barrel, <laughs> push it off Everest, and see who wins. <laughs> uh, I think we get ten pegging, right? I think so. Yeah, Not but two. it sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I, I think that might be one for WWE. Yeah, I want to know more about it. See, they're not always a waste of time, these stupid quizzes, are they? <laughs> Question seven. Not a waste of our time. <laughs> Everyone else, we don't care. <laughs> Question seven. A silver bullet is believed capable of stopping a werewolf dead in its tracks, and silver can also have an effect on vampires. What effect? No one knows. But... <laughs> Turns them blue. <laughs> <laughs> random it's an effect <laughs> i'd like that to happen that'd be great <laughs> um although it won't kill the vampire outright exposing it to a piece of silver will weaken it and leave it vulnerable leave it in a vulnerable state and a bit sad you, ready for you to attack and blue yeah <laughs> <laughs> which position should you place in in order to ensure getting yourself a big hunk of silver in any olympic competition first second third fourth obviously second Good questions. This is the problem. Some of the questions, the premise to the questions are good. And then the answers are really rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. We could have done a bit more work trying to find the answers. Fucking Drongo. Yeah, yeah, bloody Aussie. Question eight. Decapitation is another method guaranteed to bring about the demise of a vampire. So meeting one in a fencing bout might provide you with that opportunity. I don't think it would. Because fencing swords aren't very sharp on the edges, are they? No. They're not for... like Slashing. Yeah, they're for poking. <laughs> You'd have to poke him a lot of times yeah, in the neck. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have to be real docile. you have to have given him a lot of silver <laughs> to get him to do that. Uh, there, are limit- oh, there are a number of different swords that can be used in fencing, and some of them aren't suitable for lopping off your opponent's head, as you can only hit your opponent with the blade tip. According to the laws of the FIE, the fencing governing body, which of these swords allow for the fencer to score points by striking their opponent with the edge of the blade as well as the tip? Ooh. Now then, I I did not know that that was a thing. I thought all fencing was pokey. Um, I knew there was some with edges. Mm-hmm. I, like, I knew those different swords. You knew that some fences had an edge. Yeah. An edge to them. A bit edgy. Yeah. But like I that did, Korean I... one who sat down. She <laughs> was edgy, wasn't she? But I didn't think... Uh, yeah, I didn't know that it was like a, p- a, point, a scoring. point score. Yeah. yeah. So which of these uh, do allow for the, the edge to be used? Is it an epe or an epi? E-P-E-E? Like an epi pen. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Insulin jab. Insulin jab. Insulin slash. <laughs> it's not worked. <laughs> is it a rolled up newspaper, which is stupid? Is it a foil or a saber? Now, I think a foil is what they normally use, isn't it? Yeah. That's the pokey one. Yeah. Rolled up newspaper, stupid. So it's either an epi or a saber. Now, a saber... Sounds more slashy. Is is a type of sword, isn't it? Yeah. It's a type of slashing sword, I think. But I don't know what an epi is, so I can't be sure. I thought an epi was like a move. Sounds like a move. It maybe is. Maybe it's an epe. Maybe he's like not put the accent over uh, the yeah. e. Oh uh, yeah, I think saber. Yeah, I think we go with saber. Yeah, because you wouldn't poke with a saber, would you? No. Like a lightsaber. Poke. With it. <laughs> you can't poke <laughs> with it. Loads of holes yeah. in there. <laughs> Question nine. If you don't have the stomach for fighting a vampire and running away is more your style, which it is, a great big bag of salt might be your best friend. Mm, like uh, a slug. Yeah. 
They're Vampires not- are actually slugs. Notoriously similar. To <laughs> Notoriously slugs. sluggy, aren't they? <laughs> well, I'm feeling very sluggish today. Salt, <laughs> salt him. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> I'm not a vampire. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, I'm just tired. <laughs> there exists a theory that vampires cannot cross over a line of salt on the ground. They are somehow compelled to stop and count every single grain before moving on. I've never heard that before. No, that's really weird. That's this like, it's again learning things though, aren't we? Possibly. Learning things about if like, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> Competitors in which type of wrestling have a steady supply of salt at their disposal to scatter on the ra- uh, scatter around the ring as part of the traditional pre-match ritual and then count and then count if they are vampires. Is it jelly wrestling? Is it Greco-Roman wrestling? sumo wrestling or freestyle wrestling freestyle if it's freestyle then why would you have to limit it to salt could be anything any they grain could, thing yeah, so yeah anything they want yes grains of rice yeah yeah grains of sugar no not grains of sugar granules but granules yeah yeah sprinkle sugar or you could use icing sugar try counting that the <laughs> vampire <laughs> <laughs> One, it's all the same it's more gotcha. like a liquid <laughs> I can't ever move again uh, so I'm like jelly is obviously the joke answer no, it'd, ruin, it'd ruin your jelly oh yeah it'd be horrible salty oh, jelly salty. now salty and sweet can be nice but salty jelly I can't I, it's too ooh. sweet yeah so that's that's a no freestyle like you say salt is too limiting and it says traditional you wouldn't oh. have freestyle wrestling traditionally, would you? So, Greco-Roman or sumo, it could be either of those. I think it's sumo. Yeah? I've never seen it done at the Olympics. They do Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics, don't they? And you've never seen them sprinkling salt. No. I've never I've never watched a Greco-Roman. Um, it would, I, I can see it being sumo, but I could also see it being Greco-Roman. They have salt in both places. They do? Both Japan and Greece and Rome. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's let's go sumo. You've got you got an inkling. I'll I'll go with you. Question ten, last question. Devotees of Stephanie Meyer and her series of vampire books begged and pleaded and the Australian Football League obliged. The two thousand and seven AFL season saw the introduction of what would you what were dubbed the Twilight Games, when Richmond and Carlton went head to head in round one at ten past five PM. I've no idea where this is going. Considering their aversion to pungent bulbous items, which of the following? <laughs> which of the? <laughs> it's, it's bad if it's pungent. You know what? <laughs> Yours might be pungent. <laughs> which of the following players would you want on your team to keep the vampires at bay during one of these twilight games? I've got no idea what the question is. <laughs> Considering their aversion to pungent bulbous item, I think that's oh. I, I see, yeah, I see. what like, When you read the answers, it makes sense. Is it Jack Dyer, Barry Hall, Simon Garlic, or Robert Muir? So I assume Simon Garlic plays for either Richmond or Carlton. Another, like, great idea for a question. Yeah. And he's really messed up the execution of it. <laughs> it so the question was, what are vampires afraid of? And it's obviously Garlic. So... If we've not got 10 out of 10 here, uh, there, there was a couple of good questions, wasn't mm-hmm. there? So let's submit my answers. Get Ozzy Drongo with his green pen out because he's going to have a lot of ticks to do. Come on, Ozzy. A few moments later. Okay, question one. It was Nadia Comaneci. 
Got nice. off the name, didn't we? Nadia was born in Romania in 1961 and came to prominence in the 76 Summer Olympics when she was only 15 in Montreal, where she won three gold, one silver and one bronze whilst competing wow. with the Romanian gymnastics team. Oh, so she was born in Romania and competed for Romania. <laughs> During the same Games, she also became the first gymnast to be awarded a perfect 10.0 score. It's good to know, uh. isn't it? Uh, Latinina was Russian, as we said. Kozlovska was Czech, and Mary Lou Retton was American, obviously. Question two was the javelin. One could rightly, rightfully argue that the javelin throw is one of the oldest sports known to humankind. I'm not going to read the rest of that. It's all just hearsay. It's just <laughs> him saying, I could imagine that Stone Age men would do it. That's not helpful. Um, question three. It was croquet. Cricket and baseball, two most obvious bat and ball games, but Pesa Palo is the Finnish baseball. Yes. Somebody's been listening. Well remembered. Yeah, Aussie Drongo, he's been listening in. He didn't think we'd do his quiz, did he? No. He didn't see us coming. We know about Pesa Palo. Open Championship Golf. Blah, blah, blah about the Open. Not bothered. Not interesting. Although the Open Championship has never been contested in the dark of night, nighttime golf is immensely popular in Singapore where many of the golf courses are floodlit to make this possible. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? So he does know some good facts. I like how he said uh, the Open has never been played in the dark of night as mm. opposed to the dark of a cave. I was going to say the dark of day. He's <laughs> in, he's in like, England, so <laughs> it does get dark in the day sometimes. <laughs> in the cave, underground somewhere. <laughs> it's not nighttime dark, but... <laughs> So we can play. We're allowed. <laughs> yeah. Daytime outside. Uh, it was Mike Tyson. So after losing a WBA title to Holyfield the previous year, a rematch was granted to Tyson in 1997. At the be- beginning of the third round, Tyson left his corner sans mouth guard. Oh. This was noticed by the match referee who ordered Tyson back to his corner to put it in. This suggests that the attack on Holyfield was premeditated. Ooh, I did not crazy. know that. No. In the final minute of the same round, Tyson bit off an inch-long piece of Holyfield's right ear and spat it on the floor of the ring. Tyson disqualified from the match and subsequently had his boxing license suspended for just over a year. That's it. He was suspended <laughs> for a bit over a year for biting someone's <laughs> ear off. <laughs> Here's a nutter. But that is interesting. I didn't know that, that yeah. he took his mouth guard out. But... Then put it back in and still did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Question six was tent pegging. That is right. Nice. Sport of tent pegging is believed to have originated in India, where mounted soldiers gallop through the British military camps and using either spears or lances would spike the wooden tent pegs to remove them from the ground. When the tents had collapsed on the sleeping British soldiers, another wave of mounted Indians would swoop on the tents and attack the confused enemy. Tent pegging became a standard military training drill for mounted divisions and up until the end of World War Two. That is interesting. Mm. He's got some real good facts here. Yeah. Old Aussie Drongo. He just doesn't know how to write a question. <laughs> Between us, would be great. As a discipline, tent pegging is recognised by the International Federation for Equestrian Sports, one of only 10 equine sports to receive this honour. Mm. Oh, might be worth looking into. Yeah. I like the sound of it. Bit of tent pegging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven was second, blah, 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 about silver medals. Nothing interesting there. Question eight was a sabre. You're doing well. An epée, a foil, and a sabre are the three major types of sword oh, okay. used in fencing and are the only three used in Olympic competition. 
Both the foil and the epee are thrusting weapons. Pokies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to make sure that you knew what thrusting meant. <laughs> and points are only scored when the tip of the blade makes contact with the opponent. When fencing with a foil, only hits made to the torso, excluding the arms, are deemed legal. Okay. Whereas hits to the entire body are scored when using the epee. Mm. The sabre can be used for both thrusting and slashing with hits to any part of the body above the waist, excluding the hands, scoring points. So sabre, you just go nuts. Go whacking. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like proper sword fighting, that. Not like not like the dancey fencing that they yeah. do. It's proper like just whack, two hands, <laughs> go full-blooded. Only 44% of players got that right. We've done well there. I'm surprised at that, to be honest. Yeah. Seemed like the logical answer. Question nine was sumo wrestling. Nice. They did not have salt in Greece or Rome, apparently. No. Nope. So, <laughs> the sprinkling of salt is just one small part of the pre-bout ritual that can often last longer than the bout itself. When the wrestlers are announced by name, they enter the ring, face the audience, clap their hands, and perform a series of leg stomping exercises. We've seen that, like similar mm. to the hacker. They then leave the ring and rinse their mouth with a ladle of water, dry their lips with a paper towel, and enter the ring once more. This time, they face each other and do a bit more hand clapping. <laughs> Just a bit more. <laughs> Carry on for a while. A <laughs> uh, bit more hand clapping before stretching their arms out to show they are not concealing weapons. They then leave the ring again and grab a handful of salt to and scatter weapons. around <laughs> and all their weapons so they hid in the salt. <laughs> it is believed to purify the ring of any evil spirits and has its origins in the ancient Shinto religion. Mm-hmm. Mm, learn something every day, don't you? And question 10, Simon Garlic. We're obviously right. Yeah. There's no doubt that the fearsome trio of Captain Blood, Jack Dyer, Robbie Mad Dog Muir, and Big Bad Bustling Barry Hall. <laughs> bustling. Bustling. Bustling is a great he word. Around, he's a he? bustler. He's, got, he's like bustling. a warehouseman. He's just like <laughs> chunky. Would be more than capable of handling themselves well against any physical threat. But no coach in his right mind would leave behind a player named Garlic if vampire, if vampires were likely to be present in the game. Although spelt differently to the common variety of Garlic, spelt with a K on the end, this wasn't enough to stop Simon earning the unenviable nickname of Stinky. <laughs> Stinky Simon. <laughs> During his 44 games with the Sydney Swans between 94 and 97. That because he was rubbish. <laughs> you stink. Stinky. Get off the team, Stinky. Oh, Stinky. <laughs> to be fair, although it's not the best nickname, it's not the worst, is it? No. Because at least you can say it's, it's my name. It's my, yeah. my second name that made the problem. <laughs> not the fact that I got a stinky bum. <laughs> So, we got 10 out of 10. Sure. Smashed it. We know everything about vampires. woo It does say that this quiz has been written for the new twist challenge, an idea conceived by Glenn at the cat. So, oh no, Glenda the cat, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, cheers, Glenda. Uh, yeah, a dare was put forward by Kyle is Alive for someone to write a quiz about vampires in sport. I accepted, and you just finished playing the result. I will admit that writing <laughs> this quiz was a pain in the neck at first, but I soon got my teeth into it. Fangs for playing. 
Cheers, Aussie Drongo, you little shit. Gow. Get out of it. You make the jokes. Yeah, you don't make the jokes. We made the jokes. (laughs) Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you want to find more of our episodes, you and can. Why f- wouldn't you? Well, everybody does. I mean, everyone, everyone I, in the world. I don't know how they found this one. <laughs> I don't know how anyone finds podcasts. To be honest, it's impossible. <laughs> but you can find ours yes. on our website, which is uh, backseatcoaches.co.uk. You can. You can get involved with us on Facebook. We are Backseat Coaches Podcast on Facebook. We've got a little cheeky page. Or send us a tweet on Twitter at Backseat Coaches. Yeah. We do all kinds of fun stuff on Twitter. I posted a thing about wrestling robots the other day on Twitter. This little video of robots wrestling. So if you want to see that, go to Twitter. You, you get any retweets? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Podchaser, which is a good like podcast aggregator. They're pretty cool. Or iTunes. Yeah. And if you do it through iTunes, give us a little five-star review. Anywhere you find us, give us five stars, please. If, Please. If, if you see us in the street, just give us like five stars. I'd love, oh, do you know? Like Milky Way stars. stars. No, Milky oh. Way stars. That's oh, what I want. Oh, nice. So go and buy some and give them to me. <laughs> <laughs>